This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day. At 9 a.m., soccer carpool. 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning. Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry. I can't fit that question into your schedule. <sighs> 9.15, cry for a little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwann's help. With Schwann's, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanns.com. These type of people, man, that make my life, um, make me doing this show worthwhile, brother. Uh, my next guest is a 10-year uh, decorated uh, war veteran of the United States Air Force. He is uh, president and CEO of CM, CM Lee Jr. Companies, LLC, founder of Persist Institute, author and international speaker. Please welcome to the Money Making, to Money Making Conversation, Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. <laughs> Very happy to be on. Very happy to be on. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm going to try to stay close to this mic because uh, I want you guys to hear me. Well, you don't hear me. You, that's what you do for a living now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little background about you. Where are you originally from? Originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, barbecue country. Barbecue country. Absolutely. Gates Barbecue. <laughs> Come on. Go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, moved around a ton as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was my dad's a Marine, so I moved around a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. I actually lived in Marietta for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but first dream wanted to be a basketball player, right. so I played basketball in college. My mom was a nurse. She introduced me to medicine really early. Right. And um, I decided I want to be a doc, uh-huh. and I uh, started going on that journey. Man, it took me a while. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm practicing physician now. Joined the Air Force. Got to fly jets. Uh, uh-huh. I've, I've been able to do some cool stuff. So, uh, so you, you, so you do stuff good. I can't do. Uh, doctor, that's, uh, you know, uh, believe me, you know, I, that's something I could, that's a, that's a skill that I cannot do and flying airplanes. Yeah. I cannot, man. A flight simulator, I, I crash every time. So I, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh-huh. you know, I, of course I, I you had, can do it. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a great time as a flight surgeon. A lot of people don't know what flight surgeons do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was basically the, the doctor that flew in the back, uh, with the pilots. Uh, in the back of the jet, and right. just made sure that they uh, physically could do their job. So right. I was the the provider that could say when it was a go or no go, when a pilot could go or they couldn't go. Right. And so in order to make that decision, I, I needed to be able to fly. And so, what do you think of your life? When you look at your life, you look in the mirror, because I, I do that to myself. I, I always self-estimate myself, you know, yeah. because I think that's important. A lot of people don't do that. Sometimes when I leave my home in the morning, I just walk out into the yard, you know, and I just... Yeah grab a few moments for myself to understand where I'm at. Right. How do you, how do you do that in your life? You know, before we start getting into breaking down the um, story, I, I just feel, I feel grateful. Um, I think my, my life, my life story is one of persistence, which is why I push a lot in my messaging. Right. Um, but just believing in a vision that I have for myself and, and really not taking no for an answer. And sometimes, uh, it being years of, of no's. So, just thankful for the opportunity and the platforms that I have now right. and understanding the importance of encouraging other people along the way because people get discouraged. Stuff doesn't go the way it needs to go. But just, just gratitude is, right. is probably how I see overall my life. Now, the right Air now. Force. Why did you choose the Air Force? A um, couple reasons. Mm-hmm. So um, my dad was a Marine, right. so um, we didn't really come from a lot. And so I saw the distinctive difference between my father and uh, everyone else in my family, and right. to me, that the answer was the military. Right. So the way he dressed, the way he spoke, the way he carried himself, um, I knew it was a distinct difference. Mm-hmm. He he had an edge, right. and I and I wanted it. Right. Um. And so awesome. um, when when it was time for me to go to medical school, I got accepted into medical school, right. 
and uh, hey, I had was my that at? What was that at? Drexel University okay. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had my I had my daughter on the way, uh-huh. and I tried to figure out how can I keep going after my dream, being a full time student, going to medical school, right. and still take care of my daughter and right. provide for her. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for a scholarship with the with the Air Force Health Profession Scholarship Program. And uh, I got a scholarship. They paid for my school, gave me a tuition, uh-huh. um, paid for my tuition, gave me a stipend while I was in school, and and uh, yeah, I was able to do it. So, so military has been good to you and your absolutely. family, absolutely. And so, if a young man was listening, or a young female was listening, yeah. or a person not even young and wanted to was sitting out there trying to find out a place in their life, what advice would you give them? Yeah, it's an amazing question. I would say it just depends on where you're coming from. Um, right. And so, I like to. I like to explain the military as as a as a as a hand up. So it it it's the ability. It gives you the opportunity to do things that for me right. I didn't travel. I never I never left the country. I, I didn't have a passport growing up. Like right. I, I I stayed where I lived. And right. so the military offered me opportunity. So like the word I would explain to people is you have to understand opportunity. Right. If somebody gives you an opportunity, training, they pay for medical school. They pay for for business school, right. uh, it gave me opportunity to to, to fly jets, something that I never would do. So for me, it was opportunity. Now there's sacrifice that came with that. I deployed five times, right? But it depends on where you're coming from, right? If you're looking for opportunity, you're looking to go up. It's it's a it's a feasible option for some folks. You know, it's really interesting. I, I'm fortunate because I oversee the marketing for the Air National Guard mm-hmm. in all 50 states and three territories in Washington D.C. And it's of all the things I've done in my life, it is the most um, proud moment because mm-hmm. I feel for the first time, you know, I've been successful in entertainment as an entrepreneur, but actually I'm doing something for the country. I'm yeah. protecting not only my family, but people I don't know, and I'm protecting the country with my skill set. Right. And that is to get the best available recruits to join the Air National Guard or retain them into the Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, like this past weekend, um, the uh, National Football League made a big deal. You get a lot of returning veterans, uh, 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 you know, surprising their family members. Yeah. So when you when you see that, where do you stand emotionally in all of that? Um, it's it's a uh, service is service. So you know, one of the core values of the Air Force is service before self. And so understanding that there's a rank and file structure. Right. Um, and you you are there to serve. You have a commanding officer. There's there's some service for you to do. Right. And being able to put your own personal needs or cares on the back burner is is just ingrained in what you do. Right. Um, and so when I see things like that, it just makes me, I, I don't know. It's 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 an emotional time right. because you leave your family right. and you're gone for a long time. Right. You go into harm's way. People all people all scared and texting you. You okay? <laughs> Everything all right, you know, right, right, and, and right, uh, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, right. you know. Mm-hmm, I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be back, right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster. I mean, you're excited when you're there because you're trained, you know right. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's sad. You, you leave your family. It's it's an emotional. I know you, know. you say that. My young, my youngest brother, he was in Iraqi, and then when they was dropping the, you know, the the the, the poison bombs. Yeah. And uh, so I was worried, you know. So and the communication was. None. Right. So, so it really, you know, that, that that moment in my life with him has always stuck with me. Yeah. You know, and I always respect. And it, but, but the thing about, I'm gonna say you guys, mm-hmm. because it's such a natural part of your life that you don't realize sometimes what uh, the power of uh, love mm-hmm. and respect that you have from everyday people. 
Yeah, I appreciate I, that. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. So I, I wanted to definitely get that out about that because Thank you. I, cause I think that uh, because this is not the first time or the last time we're going to talk. Because I, that's I, what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because of the fact that, you know, I, 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 I'm fortunate on my show that I can pick and choose who I want on my show. Yeah. It's gotten to that point now. And I'm trying to put people in, in, the, in lanes of influencing that the people can get something from that. And this is a value system that you have gained in your life. Cause you said earlier, Hey, you know, I really didn't come from much. Yeah. My dad was in the Marine. My mom was a nurse. But man, you're a doctor and yeah. you flew jets. Yeah. How, 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 where did that leap come? I mean, yeah. you know, you know, Kansas yeah. City, Gates Barbecue. You right, know what I'm right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny. It, you know, I, I, I always tell people as long as you have a vision and you're going after it, you, you can't go wrong. Right. And so for me, my vision coming after medical, coming out of medical school was that I wanted to be a surgeon. Yes, sir. So I went into the surgery training program and after a year, I realized that it wasn't for me. Mm hmm. And so I went all this way. I'm pursuing my dream and I'm going after it. And I'm like, you know, surgery's not not it. I love operating, but the lifestyle wasn't one for me. Right, right. And so I went to my commander. I said, hey, I'm not going to do this. Right. And he's <laughs> like, well, here's some of your options. Mm-hmm. And they came to recruit for flight surgeons. And they right. were like, hey, we're going to teach you how to fly jets. I was like, okay, I'm sold. I don't need to hear right, anything else. Right, right, right. That's it. Okay. And that's how, I, you, that's how I got in the flight medicine. I got to stop you teaching you how to fly jets. I've, I've, I've looked at this. Dials, buttons, yeah. <laughs> uh, like 15 buttons, you know, Tass warning, saturation. warning, you know, danger, we're Robinson, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, task saturation, that's what we call it, yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, again, tri- you, you, you just trivializing it, you know, like, well, you know, just task separation, you know, I, I was a doctor, didn't feel like watching the blood, so now I'm over here a flight surgeon, then they go yeah. have a flying jet, yeah. I'm a decorated, 10-year um, veteran. Yeah, um, yeah. Ground, ground school was awesome. I, I think for me, it was, um, it was something exciting. Um, but I was always impressed with pilots. I was just always impressed with their ability to, to, to handle themselves yes. in, in those situations. At the high so, speeds. Right, at high speeds. And right. so, um, I just wanted it. I wanted it. Uh-huh. And then in, in your training, um, it's, it's funny because some of the, some of the like emergency procedures that you have to learn. Right. In order to, in order to pass that, you, you have to have 100%. You can't miss anything. Right. Right. So there's steps on the checklist you can't mi- if you miss them you're dead. Right. right. Absolutely. So, um, I always say you can't park a plane on the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know just just that standard of training. Mm-hmm. Um. You know I enjoyed it. I, it was it was it was a blessing. It was an opportunity to do it. It was cool. Okay. Cool. Now we're gonna well, our next break. We're gonna come up. We're gonna talk about you being an author, and yeah. we're gonna talk about your organization persist. Yeah. But the number one thing that what do you when you come on when you come on what's the number one thing you want to get out about you coming on this show? Um. I I think service, uh, service and humility, I'd right. probably say, or the two it screams, things it screams about that you. I would that I would uh, push and, and I try to I try to embody that everywhere I go. And, then, um, and I think those are the key things that have, that have helped me along my way. Because of the fact that, and and definitely TV in your future. I'll be open to it. There you go. See, that's why we sit next to each other. Hey, that's why we're going to see each other a little bit more. Like I said, you over here making me look ugly. <laughs> you know, my, my guest, he's a 10-year decorated war veteran of the United States Air Force. He's president and CEO of CM Lee Jr. Corporate Companies, LLC, founder of Persist Institute. Uh, we're going to be back talking about it, man. Uh, you are a special dude. And I'm glad that. to have you on Money Making Conversation. This is Rashawn McDonald. 
Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. I've been fortunate to uh, be able to build this brand through iHeart uh, Radio Podcast, CSXM Channel 141. I'm on all HBCU campuses. Elizabeth City College has now picked up my show. Um, when I look at what I've done in my life and what I'm trying to do in my life right now, it's about marketing and branding, and it's about multiple streams of income. When I look at a person like you, sir, um, you are so into giving back. Yep. Do you? Do people tell you you give back too much, or you should be a little bit more selfish? Yeah, yeah, I get it a little bit. Yeah. And what do you say to that? Um, for me, I feel like I've I've been given gifts. God's given me my gift uh, for the world, um, yes, and so I just I just encourage people to use their gifts to enhance the world. So um, just serving yourself, I feel like, is a is a downward spiral. Right. Uh, but when you're serving something that's higher than you and you can see the impact you have with just your work. Right. Um, you can go to sleep and rest and fulfilled. Right. Um, when, when you're helping other people. And then and the goal is uh, Persist Foundation Institute. Yeah. Yes. What is that? What is that? Yeah. So Persist Institute is my uh, is my baby. So yeah. it's 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 my idea of wrapping up all the resources you need to help a person persist in pursuing their dream. Right. So everybody has a vision. Everybody has something that they want to do. But at some point, something has happened to them where they said, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should go the other way. Maybe I should accept a compromise for my life. Right. And Persist Institute puts together the product, either be books, online courses, uh, events, uh, coaching, where I come alongside people. Uh, and I help them keep pushing toward their dream. And so, so how does one get engaged into that process? Uh, easy. Hit, hit me up on an email, buy one of my books, and we can right. start from there. We can start from there. <laughs> so, so when you and say, I'm gonna give away one of my books to, okay, to everybody listening. So first of all, we're gonna give away my newsletter. Let's let's do it right. Yeah. So we're gonna autograph this, yep. and then we're gonna put out a newsletter. We're gonna talk about this. Okay. And the book, uh, we're gonna talk about it a little bit, but I got to bring you back after I've read the book. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. The first time I got, it, he personally brought it with me. That's and yours. So, I signed it. It's mine. And so the thing about it is that uh, tell me about the book Persist. Yeah. So Persist. I, how to beat the things that make us quit. Yeah. So as I started wow. doing research on persistence and resilience, um, I just kind of identified top 10 reasons people usually say uh, they cite to why they aren't living their dream. And so I just kind of go through the top 10 in the book. So some of the things are like fear. Um, you know, I'm scared. I don't, I don't think I could do it. Self-doubt is right. another one. I'm not good enough, not me. Right. Uh, time. I don't have the time. Wow. It's not the right time. Right. Timing. Oh, my time has passed. Right. Um, and you know, I talk about things like comfort. Some people get in a comfort zone where they're comfortable. Right. Um, I'm living a good life. Oh, I know I got this vision, but man, you want me to go out and lead this and step over here and not think <laughs> I need to do this? So comfort sometimes is, is something that holds people back as right. well. So those are some of the things I talk about. Now, the things about it, some of this stuff is so natural to me now because, uh, you know, my degree is in mathematics. I left IBM to pursue a career as stand-up. Immediately, people go, oh, right. you crazy. <laughs> yep. And so I know when I walked away and I started managing Steve Harvey in 2000 as a successful sitcom people, people said, oh, you crazy. I remember when I told Steve in 2005 we should walk away from one of the largest uh, contract deals in the radio history to do syndicated radio, and I didn't even have a contract. You crazy. Yeah. And so these are fear moments. These are moments where people, sometimes you do it. I always tell people you've got to have a plan, but sometimes your plan is just your desire to be successful. Yep. And I've always had that uh, undeniable desire to be successful. And I would tell my staff all the time, I tell them that I said, something's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. I, they, they, they'll know. I say three months from now, this, my life is about to change. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I, whether, and, 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 and it, it does happen because I just know I can, I, I could, I could, even, even when I did radio, uh, with Steve and, um, I, I always tell where the ratings were up or down just by the sensibility because I, I stay in tune with the relationship of what is successful and what is not successful. Yeah. And so when you write a book like this, Persist, yeah. what is the biggest takeaway you want somebody to take away from this book? The, the biggest takeaway is that they're always going to, there always is going to be an excuse to cite to why you should accept a compromise. Always. Every person. And, and the difference between people that live the life that they want right. and the people that don't is that somehow they've ingrained in that certainty. Like you were saying, like right. something's going to happen. They've ingrained certainty in their life. They put routines in place where they can have that certainty every day. And so that's the main takeaway. Well, no, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. There are no, um, there are no guarantees, and um, having you on the show allows me to soapbox it a little bit because of the fact that um, when I see people, um, I would tell people, you know, when I hit, I, I know I'm going to die. I've accepted that. The problem with most people, they don't accept that they're going to die. Mm. And you have to understand this. So you become better planners when you know there is a, there's an end game. Yeah. And so accept the end game. Now, what you don't do, I don't think I'm going to die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna die. I'm gonna live like as old as somebody in the Bible. Come on. That's my end game. <laughs> yeah. But in the process of doing that, you know, I have to plan out things and see dreams that I want to do. Now, the average person, they don't see it that way. They mm-hmm. they fear death. They fear it. They, they so they run from the number one thing that they can't control. Yeah. You can't control death. <clears throat> it is going to happen. And so that allows me to plan things out differently than the average person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to achieve next level stuff. I'm always trying to meet people. I'm always trying to understand what my what God has given me. And God has given everybody the same rope. It depends on how much you want to pull in. And so when I hit 50, I was cool. When I hit 60, I'm still cool because yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking the same way that I was when I was 20. <laughs> but the problem is that people don't understand that in order to find out your path of your future, you have to look to your past because whatever you did in your 20s is what you're going to be making money with in your 40s 50s and 60s but see people are so far looking in the future what can i do just look back because all the skill sets that you've developed is going to allow you to move forward to accomplish the tax of success and that's what i'm taking away from this book that i have not read but the values that you keep telling me about fear comfort zone you know i don't know can i do that what if i fail Hey, what if you do? Are you dead? It was worth it. <laughs> Are you dead? Because I'm teaching I would tell my staff, I make mistakes. I tell my daughter all the time. I said, your dad's not perfect. So she won't get caught up in that. Well, you know, the resumes, the accomplishments. Uh, can I do that? Can I achieve what he's achieved? I don't, I don't expect you to do that because your dad's not perfect. No. And so imperfection is what makes you great. Perfection mm-hmm. is makes you makes you foolish if you if you if that's what you're trying to seek all the time and when you right. fail you trip. I tell people shoot for perfection. If you miss, greatness is cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I I agree and I I think your your failures are actually what make you um uh, make you relatable. Right. And and when when I go out and I talk to to kids at schools. I'm, I'm really passionate about encouraging children. When I go out and I talk to them, right. the, f- the first slide I put up there, I list all my failures. It took me five years to get into medical school, mm-hmm. five years. And so I, I applied over 500 times to medical school. 
And so um, when I tell students that, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I tried for one year and it didn't work. Um, you know, <clears throat> but it's one, it's like, okay, bring down this mm-hmm. admiration and bring it down a level. Mm-hmm. Everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, two, like, keep pressing, right. you know, keep pushing, you know. Um, but I, I think some of my failures are the, the things that give me the most power. And, mm-hmm. and if, you, if you look at failure as not a power piece, as like, you know, a disadvantage that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. opposed to something that I, I have power from. I was looking at this chapter said money. I don't have enough money. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about that. Um, when I go get gas, I just pump. You know, I, I go, I, I, you know, you have like three different levels you can get. I just pump. And so that's my goal. See, I my goal is I have several steps in my life, like, for instance, I would shop with coupons. I still shop with coupons yeah. if it's my option. You know, hey, you know, best, you know, uh, with the Bed Bath and Yard, that twenty percent off coupon. Hey, I'm I'm there. Oh, Bang. Okay, okay. But I tell people, my mentality is to shop without looking at the price tag. Mm-hmm. And so that, so I don't worry about. My goal is not to worry about money. My goal is to have money. Yeah. And so most people don't understand that. Yeah. So when you wrote that chapter, what did you mean? So I'm 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 looking at a lot of people have these visions where they maybe want to start a company or they want to start a business and they need a brick and mortar place and they say, well, I need this investor money or my investors haven't come through, so that means I can't start. And I'm like, nope, nope, you can start in your garage, right? Okay, um, <laughs> right. You, you can start right now. Right. Like you don't need a brick and mortar place. So in that chapter, I really talk about bringing value. So like. Being committed to bringing value to the marketplace right. opposed to accept, expecting someone to give you money for an idea. Uh-huh. Go out and show that that is valuable, right? Prove the concept in the market first. Right. And then, you know, maybe gas somebody after you've got some money coming right. in. Right. Um, but, yeah, so with that, I, I just think people, everybody's got a vision. They say, oh, I don't have money. I, I can't start. I'm like, that's not true. But that always <laughs> goes back to the business plan. Right. So why did you why did you write a book? I, I There's a lot of people out there writing books now. Yeah. And then I, you come along, Mister. Yeah. And say, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna write a book." I, I've I've got this fire in me. Um, I've got this fire and this this commitment to encouraging people, and I'm gonna do it on every possible platform. So yes, either sir. that's me going out on a on a stage and speaking, me writing a book, it's me on Instagram, you know, at 5 a.m. after the gym, telling somebody what what you know what <laughs> I think. Um, I wake up in the morning thinking, how can I encourage somebody? And so um, that's why I write. I'm going to continue to write them um, just because I feel like that's what I'm on this earth to do. Well, you know, that's why I'm on this earth. That's why I'm on this earth now. You know, meeting people like you. Um, man, you know, it, it, I really can't tell you how excited I am when I meet an individual like you that tells me why I'm doing money making conversation. Adele, my program director, one of the big inspirations for why I am who I am right now. You know, because sometimes I didn't look at myself and saw the value of my next level in my life. You got to have your people. My next conversation with you is who are you surround yourself that push you forward? Who are your right. cheerleaders that champion you to the next goal in life, man? Because, uh, you know, uh, I, you're a special dude. And, uh, and we're going to create this relationship and, uh, definitely going to have you back on the show after I read this book. Yes. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep winning. But more importantly, you be who you are because you're doing things I could not do. And that's a blessing. Appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blessing. Paycor knows HR teams are under pressure to recruit and retain top talent. You need more than HR tech. You need expertise at the core. Meet Paycor 
Our technology saves you time. Our expertise helps you make a difference. Paycor.com slash meet Paycor.